Nearly two in five workers worry that artificial intelligence might make their job obsolete. According to a new survey from the American Psychological Association that sheds light on the potential mental health impacts of AI, those respondents were also significantly more likely to report that their work has a negative impact on their mental health. This is Pulse Check. I'm Kelly Hooper. The IRS plans to waive about $1 billion worth of common penalties imposed on taxpayers who failed to pay their taxes on time during the COVID pandemic. The move will provide relief for nearly 5 million taxpayers who might have been unaware of their 2020 and 2021 balances growing in their accounts because the agency had temporarily halted overdue taxes notices in February 2022. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration and the European Medicines Agency are both racing to develop new protocols for evaluating advanced AI in drug development. The Europeans issued their work plan this week, and as with the FDA, they're still gathering data to inform future decisions. The EMA plans to establish an AI observatory by the end of the year to monitor the technology and move towards setting principles for responsible use. And, as Washington scrambles to regulate artificial intelligence, federal agencies also use it. Politico healthcare reporter Chelsea Ceruzzo joins me to explain how one of the biggest users, the Department of Health and Human Services, is employing the technology. Hey Chelsea, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. So, there's a lot of talk in Washington about AI and sort of how it's going to be regulated. So, how do we know HHS is using AI and how much is the department using? Right. So in the past couple of years, HHS has published this inventory of its implemented and planned use of artificial intelligence. And that was because of a 2020 executive order requiring more transparency from departments that use AI. And according to a recent Government Accountability Office report that looked at kind of all of these inventories across all federal departments, HHS is actually one of the top users of AI. It's fourth only to NASA and the Departments of Commerce and Energy, and it has more than 80 plans or implemented uses of AI. And tech and healthcare companies are also racing to develop and use AI. So how does HHS's use relate to that? So HHS contracts a lot of its AI to outside vendors. And as one expert told me, this gives the department some power to shape how the AI works and set up some of the guardrails, which is, of course, interesting given that HHS is also scrambling to figure out how to regulate AI in healthcare. And and there are big questions that they'll be exploring in the new year. And can you give some examples of that? So the FDA uses AI as a customer service chatbot. HIV.gov uses generative AI to make social media graphics. And you actually can tell on their Instagram, it has a little watermark when it's AI generated. They also use it to write job descriptions. Another one that I think is really interesting is this app that is used by the administration for strategic preparedness and response. It is this kind of voice operated app that allows first responders to gather Medicare claims data and tells them if there are people in their area who use electricity-reliant medical devices. So that's really important, say, if there's a weather disaster and the lights are out, so they can quickly tell who in their area might need help first. The NIH also uses a model to predict the priority levels of grant applications coming in and uses it to rank them to review them first. So those are just a few examples. There are other ones as well. Some of it is more technical, and some of it, like that app, are more forward-facing. 
Well, thanks so much for walking us through that, Chelsea. It'll be interesting to see how this evolves as AI is developed more and we see what regulations go into place. But thanks so much for being here and for explaining that to us. Yeah, of course. AI will be big in 2024. We'll be watching. And that's our show. Our music is by The Mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Kara Tabor is an editor for Pulse Check. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Kelly Hooper. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.